The Other Side of Midnight proudly presents Ask Frank. Ask Frank anything. Ask Frank anything. Ask Frank anything. Ask Frank anything. That's right. This is your hour to ask questions about anything that's on your mind, something you're genuinely curious about. The only thing that we ask is that it be a question, not a lengthy monologue and a and a and a right at the end of it. No. Questions, you know what they are. They're questions. They begin with words like how, what, where, do, does. And we're going to do, we've done this once before, but in order to sweeten the pot a little bit, whoever has the best question this hour, as determined by our staff of uh, Tony Elias and Matt Blaze, we are going to, whoever gets selected as the winner of the best question, we are actually going to let you program an hour of this program at a mutually agreed upon date. You pick the topics, you pick the guests, you pick the sound, you pick the music for one hour of this program. A lot of people would kill to program a uh, radio show like this one for an hour, and this can be yours if you come up with the best question. What, what is the best question? It's kind of like the Supreme Court's definition of pornography. We know it when we see it. So uh, they tend to be interesting. They tend to be thought-provoking. They tend to be questions that people might ask one another. And they tend to be questions that people are genuinely curious about. Let's have at it. 800-848-9222. Let me begin with John listening on AM 910, the superstation in Michigan, in Detroit. Hello, John. Hello, Frank. I want to tell you I really very much enjoy your excellent program. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that very much. I, I, we enjoy being on there in Detroit, and uh, we're appreciative of the station being so welcoming to us. Yes, my question is, what failure in your life taught you the most valuable lesson, Ooh. and what is that lesson? You know, it is such a good question because I have so many failures, uh, not as many as Lincoln, but uh, so many. And I've tried to learn a great deal from from all of them. I have failures in my uh, personal life with uh, relationships that didn't go the way that I'd hoped. Uh, A lot of failures when it comes to my financial life, my professional life. Um, but if I had to pick one, uh, po- political life, don't even get me started. A lot of failures there and a lot of lessons learned. But if I had to pick one, I would say it was, uh, you know, I had graduated college in um, in three years. And I uh, w- was working full time right after I graduated college. And I guess, you know, when you're 20 years old, there's a certain amount of hubris that, go, you know, that comes with being 20. But more so when you perceive that you've just got, you know, the world by the uh, short and curlies, right? Because uh, I thought that I could do anything. I was uh, doing a lot of things on television at the time. I was uh, being celebrated in a lot of different quarters uh, of the world politically. I was uh, doing a lot of different things radio-wise. So I uh, started to go to graduate school, took out a big loan to go to graduate school, and enrolled in graduate school while working full-time. This turned out to be maybe one of the greatest mistakes I've ever made because I had graduate school, which was essentially a full-time job, and then I had a a full-time job as a radio producer, which was more than a full-time job, and I essentially stopped sleeping and was uh, totally unable to either do my job or pay any attention to my studies – 
And I just had to stop going to graduate school. I just I stopped paying tuition and stopped going to class. And I, um, you know, I guess I am done. I, you know, I never really signed any forms or or did anything. But it was just I mean, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars that I wasted and had to pay back just because uh, I thought I could do everything all at the same time. So I, the lesson that I learned from that is that n- nobody is superhuman and that you really can't bite off more than you can chew. And uh, that's a lesson that I still have to remind myself a lot of the time because every day I tend to do that. I tend to try to do everything. And I have uh, try not to say no to anybody or anything. But uh, that was very much a cold shower to me that, no, sometimes just because you want to do something and just because you think you can, you probably can, but it doesn't mean you can do everything. So uh, a great question, though. John, thank you. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Anthony calling from Woodbridge. Hey, Anthony. How you doing today, Frank? I uh, I still have a little bit of a frog in my throat, but aside from that, I'm doing it oh, just fine. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Listen, I, I first I want to say something about about what, about today's news. Listen, let me tell you something. This is all set up by the Democrats. I'm telling you, Anthony. Just about, again, we're going to have a lot of time for comments and commentary. If you have a question, just ask your question. Okay, my question is like this: Yeah, if President Trump thinks that the election was rigged in 2020, then why is he running again? If he if the election will just be stolen from him again, why? Yeah, well, look, that's my I, question. I think that's a fair question, um, and that's a question better suited to him than to me. I think um, there's a multitude of reasons. One, I think in some of those states, he believes there's been improvements made to the ballot security operation that will not allow it to uh, happen and uh, not allow the president of mail-in ballots to occur. Two, I think he believes uh, there's a good chance that he'll win by such a wide margin that uh, any sort of, you know, uh, any sort of shenanigans will not necessarily uh, taint the outcome one way or another. Three, he really has no other choice. If you look at what's on at stake for Trump at this moment, he's betting all the marbles, all the chips, because his financial future is at stake his liberty is at stake. His uh, everything is at stake. His business is at stake. And if he wins, he is he probably gets to stay out of prison. He probably gets to use this to rebuild his company and his financial future. And I think he genuinely does care about the country and is not happy with the direction that Biden is leading it. Also, I honestly I have never been totally convinced that Trump believes the election was stolen. Trump's a smart guy in spite of what people say. And he was told by smart people that he trusted that the election wasn't stolen. And Instead, he chose to listen to people that told him what he wanted to hear, which allowed him to go out there and kind of play the martyr routine. And, you know, so I, I don't know, though. It's a question for him. And uh, if he ever comes on this program, I will be happy to ask him about it. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, 800-848-9222. Neil, what's your question, my friend? Okay, Frank. Uh, tonight, the president blamed his staff for bringing classified documents and putting it in his garage at his Delaware home. So I was wondering, Frank, over the years, you've had a lot of staff uh, on your radio shows. 
Has your staff ever done something to put you in a bad light with either the public or with your employer? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing along the lines of um, of uh, of something like that. I'm trying to think, you know, usually it's somebody making honestly an honest mistake that uh, reflects poorly on the radio show. But, you know, you have to realize and thanks, Neil, you have to realize that people are human. Right. And people make mistakes. So, yeah, I try not to uh, come down too hard on anybody, even if it makes me look bad internally or with the uh, or with the public. Um, you know, I'm trying to think specifically a couple of times different staff members we've had on the program have said things uh, on the air that they shouldn't have said that got me in trouble. Uh, other times, um, you know, other times they've just made silly technical mistakes but look, it's all part of it's all part of you know the only perfect guy was uh, Jesus Christ, right? So the minute I have a perfect show, that's the the first day that I'm going to give somebody else a hard time for making a mistake.